is episode 138 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And oftentimes as Hebrews, we try to be relatable and explain to individuals how our lifestyle in the kingdom of Yahweh is beneficial and how it has value. And in order to do that, we need to meet people exactly where they are, try to understand what they know about the Most High, and then increase upon that knowledge so they have a better understanding, so they can acquiesce to the things that are in text, which is the mitzvot. So in this podcast of Hebrews in Exile, we're going to do just that. So sit back and relax. Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and... Sean Appleton. And this is... Hebrews in Exile. Hey, Kenya. Good to see you tonight on, on the stream. We're a little late getting going, but we're here. And um, uh, it's interesting that we've got a... I think we got a lot to talk about tonight. Okay. All right. And I mean, I think we have a subject to talk about tonight that's, that's, that you... That, that it cannot be exhausted. Oh no, I don't. It's a subject that I think, in 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 all intents and purposes, we'll never be able to exhaust or even understand. Um, you can. That's like trying to teach a dog calculus. That's you'll never understand it. I think that. I think that the subject that we're going to talk about tonight, I think that there's a level of understanding that we can, that we can certainly, yeah. we can grasp and uh, pass on to our, our hearers and our viewers because um, it's extremely important to know the difference between um, across the street and the Hebraicness of this subject matter. Sure. You know, sure. but I, I had an opportunity yesterday. I was hungry and I went to, um, I don't know if you've ever been to uh, edit, uh, editor, 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 editories, editories, editories mm -mm. on um, Ferrox Boulevard. No, no, I haven't had an opportunity. It's a um, it's a restaurant there that they do lunch, but they also have a very fabulous um, mm, dessert, uh, cakes, cookies, all kinds of those kinds of things off on the as part of their venue. So you come in the door. One side is all these cakes and cookies and all these goodies and stuff. And then on the other side is the restaurant where they serve lunch. Are you white building? Is it a white building? Um it's not a big building. But I mean there's a there, go ahead, go ahead. I think I know where you're talking about though. Well if if you know, it's called the, the Palladium is the car wash, and it's next to the Palladium car wash. Okay. Then then it's a different place. So anyhow. I go in there, and um, I order I order some lunch, and I'm sitting at the counter instead of at at the at a table, and I'm sitting there by myself, and it's an interesting thing, and I get excited about these things. Okay, I'm sitting there, 
and I'm eating, and um, one of the ladies that works there, I didn't get a chance to ask her specifically, but I perceived that she was probably one of the managers or the owners <laughs> by the by the by the size of the rock she was wearing on her finger. Okay, I figured she had to she be one of the owners. <laughs> okay, so she asked me. She says, "Well, how you doing?" I says, "I'm." Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing great. She says, okay, good, good. If you need anything, let me know. And she goes away. And she comes back. She comes, no, I asked her for a, for a box mm -hmm. to take half of my sandwich home with me. She gives me the box, but then she stops to talk. And the conversation that she begins to talk about is, um, she mentioned something about the Lord. And... I go, you know, I go and I go, the most high? She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, you know, and, and I forget now how the conversation went, how it started, but from that point on, I mean, I'm all into, I'm all into ministering. I'm, now I'm ministering to this woman. Okay, okay. And um, helping her. And so she says to me, she says, um, um, do you want some dessert? And I go, yeah, I do. I says, but I'm over on this side of the shop. All your desserts on the other side of the shop, and you guys got a ton of desserts over there, so I don't even have a clue what I want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she says, well, um, do you like chocolate? I go, yeah. Like mm -hmm. chocolate cake? I said, yeah. You like cookies? I go, yeah. <laughs> she says, well, she says, well, just a minute. She says, I'm going to go put you together. I'm going to go put you together a dessert box. She said, it's oh. on. She said, it's on me. Okay. So, <clears throat> I'm ministering to this woman. And she says to me, she says, you know what? She says, you were supposed to be here today. I said, yeah, it's kind of awkward. I said, because I knew you did lunch, but I had breakfast on my mind. Mm. And after I got in here, and the place was packed, I said, I started to drive up, and I found a parking place in front. So I stopped and came out. So she says to me, you know what? She says, you're an angel sent by the Lord. I go, no. <laughs> I says, no, I says, but I says, I don't put it past the fact that I was probably supposed to be here today just for you. Mm. She says, well, will you come back again? I go, yeah, I'll be back again. That's just because because you got you got you got what I want. <laughs> you got so you the moral got. of the story is I went to this shop and I got hit on by this lady she because didn't, uh, she, she didn't, was no nah, she didn't hit on me. She just she just had a conversation. But man, the cakes and the and the, and the goodies the cakes in that, was good. Huh? Oh, the cakes and goodies in that place are good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stop it. Oh, I'm bad. I should not be on this stage right now. I'm completely bad. <laughs> oh. But that, but you know, but the thing, the thing that I, that I that that is, I I just enjoyed so much the opportunity to be able to just minister to her. Mm-hmm. And help her to understand some things of scripture. And she looked at me as, as if she goes, as if she was just like, I've never heard that before. Mm. 
You know, what, what was the what was the conversation well, mainly, she was mainly about, about? She was talking about. She says, "You know, I I I lack patience when I ask when I ask the Lord for things and they just don't happen." Right? She says, "I just I I don't have patience." And I from that point, I says, "Well, you know, one of the things that 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 your the text provides for us in your text, it says, well, tribulation works patience." I says, "So." If you're going through something that is bringing you to a stressful point over your desire or your inability to wait, the Most High is putting you through that so you can learn how to have patience and wait for Him and be and be, but not lose faith or not lose confidence. Mm. Well, I, you know, I was always taught that we weren't supposed to ask for anything, and it's been particularly over and over again. I said, "Oh no, 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 no." I said, "It's not that you can't ask over and over again." I said, "A lot of times in life, we ask the Most High for things, but remember, He is in control of everything that's going on in the universe." Mm -hmm. And he's able to hear your prayer request amidst the noise of others, okay? But in the midst of that, he's also, if, you're, if your request is a sincere request and you're honest and forthright with the Most High, sometimes things have to be moved and rearranged in order, in order for your request uh, to, be, to be fulfilled. Therefore, we have to wait, mm. You know, and I'm excited. She says, oh, I never thought about it like that. I said, yeah. I said, it's not that he doesn't hear. It's not that he's not going to. I said, if, you're, if your request is, is, is honest and forthright and your heart is forthright with the most time, I said, he's more than likely going to honor your request, you know. So anyhow, well, that's how the discussion kind of went. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's an it's a interesting uh, way that you approach that. I, 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 I look at you and you, you have this, calm demeanor about yourself and you have compassion for people where I would like to take people's heads off in an instant like that. Because no, you wouldn't. There's, there's, this, there's, this, there's this point at, upon which no, you wouldn't. where I'm thinking... No, you wouldn't. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why you wouldn't. I'm going to tell you why you wouldn't. While, while you try to be a bad A, you're really not. You have, you have a, a spot of compassion for people also. Mm. I, 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 I do. And I that's do. because that's because of the position that you're in. And in the position that you're in, what that you're in, you always, you always in that situation look for a teaching moment. Yeah. It should be a teaching moment. Yeah. You're absolutely. always looking for a teaching absolutely. moment. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm glad you said that because um, there's two things that are poignant that stuck out to me as you were explaining that story. Number one, when you got to the point where she said, well, I've always been told. Yeah. That part of the problem with us is that I think just as people in general, not Hebrews, right. but just people in general. Right. We don't tend to research and try to find the data out on things. I'm sitting here saying to myself, if the Most High is somebody that you love or your Jesus or your God is somebody that you love, I would think that you would want to do as much in-depth research 
as possible to find out about them. We, we, we have no problem here in the United States psychoanalyzing Mr. DeSantis and Mr. Trump on every, Mr. Biden on every word Some, every that they bite. say. Yes. And it is researched thoroughly. Yep. Their backgrounds are taken yep. into consideration. Yep. But when it comes to the person that you put your eternal faith and life in, right. you, you won't read a thing about them. You won't, you won't read anything about them. You, 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 you tend to take this, this position that, oh, you're in a position of authority and leadership, so I'll just trust what you have to say. And that's part of the problems. We don't make, and that's why I like being Hebraic, because you have to make it a reality when it comes to your lifestyle. You have to know the data, because without it, you're going to be lost. The other poignant thing that you um, mentioned was um, the fact that this young lady was, 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 was saying, I'm, I just lost my whole entire point. <sighs> she she was she was she, her whole thing was she she, she and she looked so so d distressful, you know. I I just I don't want to oh, lose I point. don't want to lose faith with the Most High, but I get I get anxious when when I don't get an answer. See, that's the other point that that really is that's resounding for me right now that I had to understand for myself, which was. It sounded like her issue was the most high's not hearing me. Yeah. And you know what I thought about when you said that? Was why would he hear you? You don't do anything that the most high asks you to do. It's only by the most high's grace that he's, and he knows your heart and, he, and the intent of your heart that he enter, entertains it. I couldn't come at her that way. <laughs> That's, that's what I'm thinking in my mind. I'm like, but I couldn't come at her that way. Right, because what we've always said is that... I mean... I you mean, have to meet people where they are. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't... I, she was already looking like, no, nah, I need help. And I'm sitting there knowing that I'm the voice of reason. Yeah, yeah. So I can't tear you apart in my mind. I'm going, well, lady... I, I would give you the text that if your ways please me, he'd give you the desires There's of your, your heart. heart. Right. I, I can't go there that's because I know that's not the case. However, I do recognize that the Most High is merciful, he's long-suffering, yeah. and he's patient, and he deals with every individual according to their heart. Absolutely. And that's where she is. She was yearning for a relationship yeah. to have a better understanding of the most high. And again, the only thing that I, you don't get that unless I spend time with you. Exactly. I, I will never get to the point. No. How in the world are you going to be in a relationship with as a husband or a wife or a friend or a brother or, or a, a, a family member and you never spend time with them, but you're an expert on, listen, you wouldn't allow nobody to do that to you. No. They never come around. They right. never write, they never right. send dead flowers, right. they never say anything at right. all, but right. they always got their hand out asking you for something at the end of the day. And what are you gonna do just in as a, and you're a human being. Yeah. You don't even entertain it. No. So why in the world would the most high right. Right. entertain it? It's logic, it's <laughs> logical. That's why we get back to the point to say, he knows the intent of the heart. Right. When we were praying, he knew. Right, now, now, that, that all of that, all of this conversation that we're having so far segues in to the subject matter mm -hmm. of what do you know 
how much do you how much do you and I really know about about Yahweh, the Elohim of Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Iye, Asher, Iye. How much do we really know? And how much do we really understand? And and what what to what level is our experience with him that allows us to even talk about him in a dynamic that that's profound? Uh, okay, so I would get back to my original statement, and which piggybacks on yours. We can only have so much cognitive ability to understand the Most High. Part of understanding the Most High is not just by hearing it. Right. It's the experiential it, knowledge that experience. comes with it. Right. I had an experience the other day where the Most High, and I'm going to share this. Um, I was going to wait until I got up in front of everybody to do it. And I'm going to do it again when I get up. That's okay. It's, and, called, and, it's, it's called bold print. That's right. And, and if you're, you're tuning in live, you're going to hear it first because this won't come out for another couple of weeks if you're listening to the podcast. So you, people will probably will hear it for the first time on the Shabbat when I, when I say something about it. But I understand. So there's a conversation that we had in the previous podcast when Trey was up here. And we talked about spirit and, and body. And I'm going around Robert's Red Barn. I'm going to come back to task okay. on understanding the most high. Okay, you can, we got time. You can, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. You, you're here. Just ride along with me. I'm riding let, along with sit you. Sit back, let this carriage rock I'm, you to I'm, sleep. I'm riding along with you. <laughs> let's, let's keep the road smooth, though. We don't need no bumps. No, no bumps. I, I tend to think of myself trying to evaluate who am I? What am I? What, what, is, what is Sean? In, in terms of, you know, how the Most High has defined us. And I don't know. For me, it was an epiphany and a revelation to understand that there are actually two entities sitting right here. Absolutely. Two entities. Absolutely. One is the body. Yep. Two is the spirit. Yep. The body. Yep. Matter of fact, your spirit only has control over certain amount of functions of the body. Yep. If I was to say to you, move your left hand, yep. you can move your left hand. If I was to tell you to look, look over here or look over there, or if I told you to do something, your cognitive ability allows you to have a command over your body. But yep. there's some functions in the body that you don't have a command over. Okay. Which would be, if I told you right now, stop your heart. Can't do it. You can't do it. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> Matter of fact, you have something that's going on right now. Let me use a better example because when I talked to my family about this, they said, don't use that example of your heart. Use something that's all germane to most everybody. Read what's on that clock back there. Make your eyes better. Oh, 58. Make your eyes better. The numbers. So you don't need glasses. Oh, no. No. You can't do that. No. There's some things that run in the background yeah. that the body has control over. Right. That your cognitive ability does not. It's right. just going to run. Yeah. So I understand when we go back to the garden experience, we understand that the Most High has made this body. He's made what? He's made a biodegradable supercomputer that is being controlled by a spirit given by the Most High. That's what you are. Go outside and get some dirt and make a supercomputer out of it. I'll wait. 
our most high that we serve has made this temple so intricately beautiful out of the dust of the ground and then said, I've given it a brain, I've given it a hard drive, I've given it a cognitive ability to go ahead and recall things, but I need something to control it. So let me put my breath into it so it will be able to control. And I'm only giving it control over certain things because a lot of stuff has to run in the background with this body. I understand now that there are two entities here and I have to be able to understand that my body is the construct of the Most High. It's the creation of the Most High. So what am I? I'm a spirit living in this body. And that spirit takes on the image of the Most High, which is what? Creativity, being able to be a visionary. I can see things. I can say, how am I going to get home tonight? The goal is to get home. The vision is how I'm getting there. That's the difference between a vision and a goal. The goal is the end result. The vision is how you're getting there. And you can see that without, and you can see into the future without actually executing it. These are abilities that the Most High has supplanted in a spirit in your body, in this body living here. Getting back to your point, to be able to understand the Most High, to understand how all that comes together and how that works, how your, how your spirit is connected to your nervous system that you can think of something and it moves. But there's certain things that it can't. My, I guess my epiphany with all this is that how do I understand how that works? How do I understand how to take dirt and make it into that? Well, what kind of genius has to be in play yeah, in order I mean, to do that? I mean, and, and when you think about when you think about the question, you think about the issue of how um, how uh, dirt is trying to reconstruct dirt. That's right. In other words, how man is trying to reconstruct man. Right. And, 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 and the issue is, is that there are certain things about the creativeness of the Most High that cannot be duplicated by what he has created. That's right. And, and it becomes, for me, a question that it's not a question it becomes for me a reasoning that I don't need to reason. And the reason I don't need to question and I don't need to reason it is before is because to comprehend it is far beyond my ability to comprehend, one. Two, I'm not going to comprehend it because the Most High has reserved that for himself. And if he doesn't reserve it for himself, we have a big freaking mess. That's right. That's right. In the air edge with people trying to do, tr trying to, trying to be L. That's right. And so he asked us a question in Isaiah. So to, to whom do you compare me? To whom am, to whom am I equal? Exactly. Look at my stat sheet. There's nothing on my stat sheet that any other deity that you know or don't know and, yeah. can do. And then he goes and he lists, he lists all the things that he has done. And he says, now, I've done all of this. Now, to whom do you compare this list with anybody else who has done what I've done, including, he says, and I'm going to put a pin in it, including creating the eternal people. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, my question, my question uh, about this idea of, of understanding and knowing the Most High is relevant to every essential Hebrew believer, mm -hmm. which is not to say that we're going to comprehend the, the, the ultimate aspect of the Most High. But as I look at my life mm -hmm. and I have this experiential knowledge of Him mm -hmm. and I look down through history of all the things that have happened to me since I was born to the day that I exist now, mm -hmm. looking at that Hebraically, I have an experiential knowledge of him that can never, ever, ever, ever be raised. Right. So, one could say that our ability to understand the Most High has to be coupled with experiential knowledge. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you just can't simply just no. read what's on the page. Cognitive, <laughs> cognitive, ability, cognitive ability to know the Most High is simply cognitive. Yeah. Unless you take that which is cognitive and allow it to become real, mm -hmm. that it begins to work in your life as an as and become experiential. Now, the one essential thing that uh, that I, I have to and I and I said this before. Mm -hmm. I said this earlier, early before. I, I've told people until you have turned the page out of an idolatrous way of living mm. and accepted certain parameters. One of the first parameters that you have to accept in order to even begin a journey of knowing the Most High is you have to accept His Sabbath. Rule number one. Rule number one. Which is the first rule that he gave man after man was created. He yeah, finished everything, and the first rule he said, keep my Shabbat. That's the first rule. Now, when we, when we come in our minds and we start this journey of the Shabbat, the Shabbat starts opening up lines of understanding and our eyes, our eyes start to be open, open. It's kind of like, it's kind of like walking into a dark stadium. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, and I've used this analogy before. I don't know if you've ever been in a stadium and a stadium when it's dark and when they turn the lights on, there is this sound, it goes, it goes poof, mm -hmm. and the lights come on and all of a sudden it's bright as day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what, the Shabbat does to an individual who finally realizes that this is something that I need to participate in. Mm -hmm. But while the light shines in the stadium and it's bright, in that stadium where the light is shining, there are pockets where there are shadows. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you get caught up in the shadows, you miss the rest of the light. Right. In other right. words, if we if we just get caught up in the fact that there's light out there and I'm honoring the Shabbat, but I don't allow that light to shine on other avenues of the Most High, I'm still in darkness or I'm still in the shadow. I'm in a gray area. Right. No, I I, I, I tend to agree with you on that. I, I gave, uh, when we were talking off camera, 
Um, I gave the analogy of what my brother had uh, chastised me about. Yeah, About yeah, eating. Yeah. And I had, um, it's a great segue into that particular situation because while in fact, meeting him where he is with food, that's just one aspect of the most high. Right. Just like with the Shabbat. That's just one, that's, and, that's and, thinking about the tip right. of the iceberg. And, 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 that, and, and in that light, that light, on the dietary laws of food is shining bright on him. Right. But while that light is shining bright on him on dietary, he's still in the shadow about it. Yeah. About about the other the other aspect. Right. Now, in talking to newbies that have a desire to make this transition, some newbies are like are like I got it. I heard it. And without knowing the rest of the story, they jump into the water. Pew, they're in a bam. Mm -hmm. They're not sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how to how to swim, but they're doggy paddling. Mm -hmm. And they're staying on the surface and they're doggy paddling. Mm -hmm. And every day that they continued to hear certain elements of of the Most High and Yahweh and so forth and so on, that the, the, and they hear the name and they start utilizing the name along with what they've already got. The light just gets brighter and it gets brighter and it gets brighter for them. Mm. And that, that, that light that gets brighter for them brings them to this sense of an experience or knowledge that the Most High starts to allow them to know, I see you. Mm -hmm. I hear you, mm -hmm. and I'm going to give you an opportunity to not only to be able to feel mm -hmm. my presence, and when you feel my presence, one of the things that you're going to recognize that feeling my presence and feeling the other guy's presence is a total different experience. Absolutely. Let's talk about it for a second. It's altogether a different experience. Yeah. I mean, I know... You know, as a as a as a father, I know as a dad as well, that your children want to be pleasing in your sight. They they want to do good, and then there's this. For us, we want to look pleasing in the sight of the Most High. But when we go across the street, see, we have parameters upon which to say that if you do this, then I'm going to look favorably on you. You obey these commandments and you obey these mitzvot. You do that. When you get across the street, it's a little bit of a different dynamic yeah. that's over there because yeah. really there's nothing definitive over there. And I can't sit there and say, well, if I do X, X, and X, I'm looking vainglorious in the sight of Christ. And that, because it's subjective, because there's nothing over there that says, this is what I stand for. The Most High has outlined that for us completely. So, we can take pride. I think that's for a lot of people when they stick their chests out when they can simply say, I found a piece of text, just like in the instance of my brother. I found, he said, I found a piece of text in here that resonates with my life and I'm able to acquiesce to that. And because of that, I know now that I'm pleasing in the sight of the Most High. And therefore the Most High, because I'm pleasing in the sight of the Most High has blessed me in that area of my life, which is my health. I'm able to do X, X, and X because I'm following what the Most High had asked me to do. So if we expand that just a little bit further and we start doing all of the mitzvot that are germane that we can do that are in uh, while we're in exile, 
our life becomes a little bit more fruitful. That's because we get that experiential knowledge of understanding what that pocket is when we sit and we say, okay, now I'm riding this thing in the most high. Now I'm, now I'm pleasing. Now I got a benchmark to say, these are the things that I'm observing. Right. Like I said, when we were across the street, that was not definitive. Probably what was more definitive for us across the street was the bylaws of the church. As long as I'm doing what the church is asking me to do, right. I'm, I know I'm a good person. Right. I'm a good Christian. Right. But that's not the benchmark that we, no. that we measure things by. No. I want to be pleasing in the sight of the Most High and not to an organization that says, this is what's good. Right, right. So, so you know, my, my question is, my question, my initial question is, you know, how do we, how do we talk about the ambience, the opulence, the, the greatness of the Most High? I mean, to sit and be able to think in your mind mm -hmm. and regurgitate the history of our ancestors mm -hmm. and how the Most High delivered them out of, out of slavery and how the Most High brought them by a different way and sequestered them unto himself so that he could, so that he could just take the time it, you know, it's, it's like, I know you guys have spent over 400 plus years in a mm -hmm. foreign country, enslaved, surrounded by idols. I know that. Mm -hmm. But you're mine. Mm -hmm. I birthed you there. Absolutely. And, and I, I, I allowed you to be birthed into that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now I'm bringing you out and I'm sequestering you and I'm isolating you so that I can now teach you who your father is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And then as, as I'm beginning to teach you who your father is, we look at that historically and we bring that forward to where we are as individuals. I know that you were born into idolatrous Christianity. I know that. But I, but I heard, I heard the cry of your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard the cry of your heart. And because I heard the cry of your heart, I'm going to give you your heart's desire. You said you want to know truth. Okay, I'm going to give you truth. Let's take step one. Let's get back to the fact that I said, that I need you to honor my Shabbat. So, so, so that was the starting point. Now the lights in the stadium are open, are on, mm -hmm. but we still got these shadows that we're still walking in. Mm. And the most high through experience of us studying, doing what he asked us to do, I ask you, I ask you to study my Torah. Mm -hmm. Well, we thought we were doing that when in fact we were studying history <laughs> and culture. Right. But while we were, but, but that was good because while we were studying history and culture, we were getting 
to be able to see and know how the Most High thinks and how He works and understand the kind of the kind of heart and spirit that He has for His people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without us studying culture and history, I don't think we would. I don't think we would have. We would have gotten to that to that point of understanding. Yeah, and we've known each other for over twenty years. Yeah, and you'll reach back. I'll reach back into the past and say, okay, it's things that we've lived through, experience that we've gone through that says, okay, I have a connection that's there, and I understand. If you would just to simply explain it to me, okay, that's fine. But I was there when it happened. Right. And so I understand what the dynamic was in the room. So, again, we, we, cognitively understanding it is one thing. And then you have to walk it to understand, okay, this is how this actually works. To actually put it into practice because the Most High is not one of these folks that's going to sit there. Matter of fact, the Most High is not a person. Most High is a is a power. A power. <laughs> so when we refer to him, it, I mean, we understand. But my point with all that is to say that the Most High and all, I, I just have a deeper adoration for the Most High because I've been, I, I feel like I've walked this path that our ancestors have walked, but in a different light where we were in darkness, where we were in slavery, where we traversed so long in trying to get these mitzvot right. And now we're at a point where we can say, where well, we can write books and teach others about the things that are germane to the Most High because we've lived them before. I was telling my son this the other day. I got very little confidence in people that have failed, that haven't failed at something. You hear all these, these testimonies about individuals that say, well, I nailed it on my first try or I was a success at this. Well, okay. Well, how can you help me if you were a success at everything? Because you've never went through falling down and you, you can't show me how to get out of something if you were never there. We were in that Christianity for a long time. I, we can help in individuals out of it because we know the teaching and the doctrine that's over there and how to easily matriculate into this knowing the most high. But at the, at, and again, at the end, you were never going to have a full understanding of the most high unless you have a knowledge, experiential knowledge. You gotta have experiential knowledge because- You gotta walk the, it. Because the experience that we have with him teaches us. Now, the other aspect of, as we talk about understanding and knowing him, you've got to have every, every, every day trying to walk this journey, it's not always going to be right. Mm -hmm. And you have to have the sense of, of failure. And you have to have the sense of failure in a way that it, that it awakens, the it jars the most high so that the most high can jar you to let you know that you're off track. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then when that jarring happens, you then begin to start learning to hear the voice of the Most High. Because a lot of people talk about, well, I heard the voice of my, but I, you know, I'm going like, okay. The Most High said so-and-so and so-and-so. I go, okay, I just wait for it. Mm. Oh, no, uh, you know. That was you talking. And I'm going, well, wait a minute, I thought the Most High told you to do so-and-so and so-and-so. 
Mm-hmm. You and now and now all of a sudden he didn't or he changed his mind. No, he don't work that way. That's right. You That's know, correct. But the only way that you and I can get to know him is by the experience that we have walking with him day by day according to his word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you say to me, well, Rabbi, uh, I did that over across the street. I go, yeah, I know. I, I did too. But you were Greeked. Well, well, well hold on. Let's, let's, not, let's not deal with that. Okay. Point. Let's just deal with the fact like, you know, I've been there, done that. Right. So <clears throat> you and I have the same experience of walking in a place that was really absent where the Most High was like, I want to say, he was summarily present. Mm. He wasn't really present, but he was summarily present. Mm -hmm. And whatever presence that he had with us was a presence that he knew our end from the beginning. Sure. And so he allowed himself to be present with us knowing that our end was not always going to be stuck in this idolatrous way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he gave us some experience with him. Yeah. Now, when I finally came, came to light, the change from Shabbat, from, the, from Sunday to Shabbat, <clears throat> was a complete no-brainer. I mean, it was a no-brainer. It wasn't something that I had to gradually ease into. Mm-hmm. It was a no-brainer. Because you were, you, and you got some gratification out of that because you were now what? Pleasing in the sight. Exactly. In that particular aspect. Exactly. And I'm now, how do I know that he's real? He's walked us out of the shadows of the light. Mm-hmm. The light came on the Shabbat, we still remained in the shadow dealing with culture, dealing with uh, mixing mixing him with Greek stuff. He brought us he brought us out of the shadow of the darkness of idolatry further into the light. And when we thought that we had nailed it, yeah. he said, no, no, you still have some darkness over here. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't ask you. And how do we know? How do we know this if we're not studying text? That's right. I didn't ask you to learn the language. He says, there is, the there is no text in here where I ask you to learn Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And you are putting too much emphasis on something that I didn't ask you to do. And I see where you are, mm-hmm. and I see how foot, foot long you are in it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tear it all down. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to move it out of your way so that you can get back to understanding that I did not tell you to learn Hebrew. I told you to obey my mitzvot, my teachings, and my commandments. That's it. That's it. Now, after he after he moved all that stuff, now we're now we're now we're kind of like we're kind of like the pitcher on the mound. Mm-hmm. We're dead. We're dead in center of light. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we're dead in center. Of, well, there's no more shadows. Mm-hmm. 
that we're in. Everything now is light. Mm -hmm. Every opportunity that we have to open scripture, and with you, you open scripture, and when you open scripture, you, you go in there and you bring out stuff that nobody else sees because you're under that light. Mm -hmm. I sit up and I teach. I may be teaching stuff that's redundant and that is maybe laborious to same people, but what I'm sharing with you is stuff that's light. Sure. And that you need to be focused on. Let's take an analogy. And let's use, let's use baseball as an analogy. Every ending of baseball, you go out, you do the same thing. The pitcher goes to the mound. Mm -hmm. He throws strikes and balls. That's right. Somebody sits at the plate. They swing at strikes and balls. We regurgitate. We go back and we do it again mm -hmm. for nine innings. Mm -hmm. Well, the Most High says, the Most High says, this thing that I've got you doing, I need you to repeat it over and over and over again because the more you repeat it, the better you get at it. Yeah, it's that confidence. Because at yeah. the more you do it, like a professional, now you start, now you and I are looking at the various nuances. Case in point, mm -hmm. if I'm an athlete, I go and I'm, I'm, I'm a batter. So mm -hmm. what do I do if I'm a batter? I study the nuances of pitchers. Mm -hmm. I know that when the pitcher, when these, when the, when I, when I gotta go play a certain team, I've studied the guys that are gonna start, and they got certain little nuances and quirks that they do when they get ready to throw a certain kind of pitch. Then they're, it may be, it may be as simple that the, that their their foot is their footing is different, or maybe that their their all the everything about is something different. Mm -hmm. I study that. Mm -hmm. So now, with the Most High, the Most High says, I want you to study me. And I want you to learn my nuances. Mm -hmm. Because as you study me and you learn my nuances, mm -hmm. he says, I'm going to open up things for you to be able to see about me mm -hmm. that you're able to express to others who can't see it. Right, right, right. So now, so now, so now I'm, I'm the batter and I go, well, and I, and I get, to, get up the plate and, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking fastball in. Mm-hmm. But, he, but he's throwing outside. Mm -hmm. Well, I say to myself, you know what? I know this guy. He's mm -hmm. got four pitches. And if I can wait, if I can wait for that pitch, I know he's going to throw me a fastball in. And when he does, I'm going to sit on it and I'm going to send it. Mm -hmm. And so now that happens. I get back to the dugout and everybody's happy. So what do you do? I said, I told you, he's got four pitches. Mm-hmm. If you can wait on the one that you want, he's going to throw it. If you can hit, if you're, if you hit sliders, he's going to on his on his third or fourth pitch, he's going to throw you a slider. Mm -hmm. Just wait on it. Mm. How do I know that? Because as a hitter, I've sat there and I've studied this guy. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing with the Most High. When you study the Most High, He allows you to be able to see things that other individuals don't see, that give you an opportunity to help them to open their eyes to see so they can be successful also. But the game plan is, is that you have to be a professional at this. Yeah. You got to study it. You're right.
So when you do get over, you are, I'm going to tell you right now, you are teaching my lesson on, in January. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, but first, either. yes, you are. I'm you literally either. are. I'm not either. Yeah, that's how funny this is because it's so interconnected that you didn't realize what you're doing. I'm just sitting back just watching. Just matter of fact, I'm just going to, when I get up there and teach it on uh, in January, I'm just going to play this podcast. I'm just going to sit back in this chair and I'm just let y'all look at it. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're the, talking about knowing and understanding the most high and being able to talk about the fact that no, there are facets about him I don't know, but what I do know comes out of the fact that I'm in the light and I'm doing exactly what he asked me to do. He asked me over and over and over again in Proverbs. He says, study. Yeah. To piggyback what you're saying, I think the problem that we run into, great analogy, by the way, is that we have people on our team that don't want to go and hit the ball. Yeah. They don't want to go out to the outfield. They don't nope. want to go to shortstop. They don't want to go to first base. They just want to sit in the dugout and I'll just watch. Yeah. So we, you have to get to a point where the study becomes to a point where you can only take it so far. You can only get so much confidence out of study before you actually implement it. Right. And now you have the experiential knowledge to say, this is what it is. This is what I have experienced. Again, I'll go back to my analogy of my brother. He'll go back and tell you that by eating the way that he eats, he's experienced all these benefits of doing uh, in his body. And he has an experiential knowledge about it. And he's adamant about that. Uh, same thing with anything else that we talk about here. The main thing that I actually want to probably just leave this, problem, this, this portion of the conversations with is when you have that experiential knowledge and you've studied, when you get over into heretic texts like that Greek Bible over there called the New Testament, you'll be able to pick stuff out in a heartbeat. Uh, oh, in a heartbeat. Like, you know what? The Most High would not function in a heartbeat. or act like this. In a heartbeat. What is this? In a heartbeat. Because you studied the game so well, you know when a trash pitcher gets out there. It's like, oh, I'm not even going to swing at none of this because uh, he's uh, just going to throw exactly. balls the whole entire time. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get a pass. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to get on base. Right. Because he's going to walk me. Right. I'm going to be fortified enough in what I know to where I'm confident enough to talk about. I, I, I want to use this analogy. You got to get to the point where the Most High, where just like you were saying, when you start talking about the Most High, it should be like talking about your favorite sports team. Yes. It should be talking about your favorite social media exactly. personality. Exactly. It should just roll off of your it tongue. Roll, yes. Stop being a coward. Yeah. You yeah, will yeah. talk about everything else that's irrelevant that will wither and go back to the dust. But when it comes to the Most High, you shut your mouth. Some yeah. of the best kept things you leave inside you and without sharing with anybody else because of what? Of what they're going to say? This is not about somebody else's opinion. This is about teaching truth to somebody. And right, if we're not, right, right. If we're not have enough courage to talk about that, then we're doing the kingdom and the community yeah, so, so let's look at this thing, okay? Now, the most high is our manager, he's our coach, which makes him our teacher. And he's good at it. Very. Ain't lost the game yet. But he's like, he's like every other professional coach. 
that's out there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. After I have shown you and told you, you now have to have the desire to study and take what I'm giving you and put it into practice. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That doesn't make me a bad coach because you won't go practice. But the chances are, if I'm a good coach on a good team, the chances are that you are not going to make the cut. You're not going yeah. to make the team. Yeah. You'll get let go of. You're going you're to get traded. You're going to get traded. Matter of fact, won't even get traded. You're going to get, you're gonna get cut or you're, you're, you're going to be out of the game, one or the other. Right. So with the process, the process is a process that I have, we have a good coach, a good teacher, Mm -hmm. And our and and our good coach and our good teacher, who is Yahweh, have good have good under under coaches because every team has a level a level of expertise that that works. Mm -hmm. So now you have the Most High, who is the the head teacher. Then you have then you have Mashe, who he, who he passes down stuff to teach to us. Then we then he has the prophets who who come back and teach us things mm -hmm. so that we can implement the things that are on the heart and mind of the Most High. Now we're out of the realm of of prophets being being physical or being uh, uh, there being new prophets, <coughs> but we can rely on. <coughs> We can rely on the history mm -hmm. of the prophets and the teachers of the past because what they have done in the past is real and present today. Mm -hmm. And the Most High allows us to study them and glean from them. Mm -hmm. And as we glean from them, he opens up things for us to see that they saw that they didn't necessarily put in writing in the text, but it's but but it's in, it's encoded across the dialogue of who he is that he allows himself to be revealed. He says, "Now this is this is how you successfully steal second base." Right, right, right. So he says, "Oh, oh, it's there. The technique is there. Mm -hmm. Just because I didn't put it in that chapter, don't mean it's not there. It's there. Right. This is how. This is what you got to do. Right. Look." Look at look at how he grips the ball. Then look at his motion of how he comes set. Right, it's that kind of stuff where you can go back. I'm 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 with you. It's that kind of stuff. It's the un. It's the undertone. Let me put it to you this way, because we've said it before. The author assumes you know. Yeah. The text yeah. that you know the mitzvah. Yeah. So they don't have to write don't every to write single everything. thing down. No. When you get up there, like you're saying, and I'm watching that picture, I know. I'm going to assume you know what technique it is. Yes. I know, I'm assume you know what batting stance you need to get. Yes. All the fundamentals you know already. Yes. yes. The yes. mitzvahs are the fundamentals. The fundamentals. So when we go and we look at... First Samuel, Second Samuel. We study King David. We study Amalek Shaul. We study all these individuals. We study Yehudith. We study the Book of Tovid and Edris yeah, and yeah, Baruch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these folks. You already know. You should have an understanding because you've studied it already. 
And that's the beauty of when you go back through it the second time or when you look at it through the eyes of the Most High, you say, oh my goodness. You yeah. were here the whole entire time. Yeah, yeah. And it's been clouded because we've been trained to think a certain way. Right, 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 right. Because right. we got introduced as the New Testament, as this is the foundation. Yeah, I, I'm... Um, <laughs> Which seems to be just a... I'm looking agenda. at this chat room, and it appears to me that the chat room has an altogether another po chat room podcast They got going another on. podcast they going got, on they in They got the a chat, chat room? room podcast going on in there uh -oh. about the book of Proverbs, and uh, oh, I don't know... I don't know if they listen to us or they they they, or they what's going on, but uh, I'm I'm watching I'm watch, I'm watching this. We got what are they saying about Proverbs? Uh, you know, I, I I see you, Lamont Wright, and and uh, and Kenya and and Johan. I see you all talking about Proverbs and what have you. Uh, Proverbs is a very good book. I'm not sure everybody that opens it and reads it can understand what the heck's going on because the whole the whole basis. <laughs> of the book of Proverbs centers around mitzvot. And right living every, with every, mitzvot. Every chapter, every chapter in the book of Proverbs has mitzvot tied to it. Every last one of them. So when you're studying it, uh, you know, and you're reading it, um, you might want to uh, know the mitzvot to help you understand what, what the writer is talking about. But anyhow, um, I'm just watching this chat room here going on. We got Proverbs chapter 3. What's, what's in Proverbs uh, chapter 5? They, they Trust quote, in Yahweh with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. What, what, uh, else, what's, what else they got? I, I get it. And all... Somebody, somebody explained to me what it, what what Proverbs means was in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You want to explain that one to me out there? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. What's he talking about? Come on, help me out. What's your ways? Yeah, yeah. Then we got to define what your ways are. Yeah. Because there's only one systemic to one thing. Yeah. On what your ways should be. Because that particular text has... Two very uh, relative meanings. One is direct, and one is indirect. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know the indirect one, then you've missed the whole context of why he said, "In all thy ways acknowledge me, and I will direct your path." And I ain't gonna tell you tonight. Uh oh, no, 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 no. no. We're gonna do it on, on another one. No. Well, okay. I like that. Hey. Like that. Kodesh Israel, glad to see you. I'm in here from Detroit. Glad to see you, young man. And I want to thank you for uh, directing us to uh, the uh, uh, to the Hebrew people there. I think they are in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. And uh, Sean and I are going to uh, going to go in there, and we're going to try to make some contact with them. But um, let me get back on track here. I was distracted. <laughs> All that good banter going on over there. So I mean, Sean, the 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 totality, the totality of being Hebrew is one's ability to be able to sit and talk experientially about the Most High, mm -hmm. and and that conversation. Anytime and anywhere that it comes up. You know, I've asked the Most High to do this for me. I want 
to make your name known to anybody that I come in contact with. Right. I want to make your name known to them. Yeah, don't hide the most high. You know, I want to, I want to, uh, I want, I want to be, I want to be a vessel that you can use anytime, any place to make your name known and to be able to do that on the basis of the experience that I've had with them so that when people talk to me, they know that they're talking to me not from a cognitive perspective, but I'm talking to you out of the voice of experience. Yeah, and it's, I want to reiterate this statement. I really do. That we should, we need to have the courage to stand up and speak the things that we know about and that we've read about that we're studying and that we're working and to lead people to the most high, piggybacking on what you're saying. Let's flip the script for a second. Just for a second. How would you feel if the most high treated you like some of us treat him? Oh, yeah. Where we don't, yeah. oh, I can't talk about the most high in this setting. Yeah, no, no. I can't do that. No. When the Muslims get to work, and them Christians get to work. They don't have no problem telling you, no I'm problem. taking Easter off. I'm taking Monday off for Christmas because that's Jesus' birthday. I'm taking all this stuff off. But you, when it comes to you and your Shabbat, you'll bend and you'll fold every single time. Oh, I got to go to work because they asked me to. We have to got to get to the point where it's a teaching moment, even at work. Why can't you come into work on, on Saturday? Because it's the Shabbat and this is what it is and be able to be confident about it because lo and behold, if the Most High treated, if we treated the Most High or at least the Most High treated us like we treat him, oh, don't look at Robert over there. We won't talk about him. We'll talk about something else. He's irrelevant right now because he's right now talking about him in this particular moment is a little awkward. That's a slap in the face but then going to have the nerve to ask, get on your knees and beg for all these things that you want the most high to do, but you can't even acknowledge me publicly in front of right, everybody? Right, right, right. What is this all about? Right, right. Oh, 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 oh wait a minute. Let me, let me <laughs> grab a text from over there. Oh, okay, come on. Oh, let me they grab got it over a text there too. from over there. <laughs> if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father. Oh. Oh. How well did that work out? Because it seems like um, Peter uh, denied him not once, but three times, and Peter got the keys to the kingdom. Exactly. So we letting just liars just matter of fact, that's what that's what they do anyway around here in the United States. They just let a bunch of liars just run the country. So I guess when you get to heaven, you're gonna have a bunch of liars well, up there too I running stuff. I refuse to deny the most has time. Any time and any opportunity that I have to bring up his name, I do it. And in some instances, sometimes I get to run on my mouth so quick and so fast, I come away and say, Oh man, I forgot. You know, because what actually helped me was looking at it in the light of, like you had said earlier, it's a teaching moment. I'm not here to impose religion. I'm not here to do that. If you simply ask me, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Well, I like to play tennis. I like to bowl. I like to uh, 
swim. I like to do certain things and I can speak freely about those. And one of the things that's intricate to me, if you want to know about me, is knowing about the most high. Because if you don't want to know about me, then you shouldn't talk about the most high. Because that's an intricate part of me. So therefore, it just needs to be something that you don't need to be afraid of anymore or what people are going to think. Right. Screw what people are going to think. They're going to think what they want to think exactly, anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So you're going to you hide know, the most high because of somebody else you know, the, that's going to return to dirt? Know, one of the interesting things as we talk about this, thing, this situation is the ability to come to truth and the willingness to realize that you just might be on an island by yourself True. where you are. That doesn't mean that you're by yourself. It's just that maybe the city that you live in, there aren't like-minded places to go fellowship and what have you, and you're on an island by yourself, and you fear the aspect of not having, uh, not having that, that kind, not having person-to-person -person fellowship. Mm. Well, I, I want to say to you all, your soul depends on your willingness to be able to be on an island by yourself, walking in the ways of the Most High and walking in rightness before Him and trusting Him and learning to gain the kind of experience with Him that you can say to yourself, you know what, I'm on this island, but I'm not by myself. Right. I have the power and the spirit of the Most High that's walking with me and that power is teaching me and that power is helping me. You'll finally begin to experience that the Most High will bring somebody else along beside you mm. and you won't be walking alone anymore. Mm -hmm. And somebody else will come and join along beside you and you won't be walking alone anymore. Mm. And then you'll be in that place where two or three are gathered mm. and he's in the midst of you. Yeah. You'll get to that point where you have uh, a half a minion, five, and realize that five can become 10. Mm -hmm. And then when you have 10, you have a congregation. Mm. Congregation is not hundreds and thousands congregation is you you have 10 mm. and then you'll find yourself building and you'll find yourself no longer on an island by yourself and you'll have the experiential knowledge to be able to testify yeah i was on an island by myself and it was nobody but the me and the most high mm. but look at us now there's you there's you there's you, and there's you, and there's you. Mm. And how did all this come about? It came about because the Most High brought us all together as a unit of one, of individuals of like-mindedness who recognized him to be the sole power of mm. all things. And he is not to be compared with anybody. And take that text in Philippians chapter 2 and take it and throw it in the trash. <laughs> Because I'm sorry, 
Jesus Christ is not made in the form of Yahweh. No way, no shape, no way, no how. That's doggy, stinky doo-doo. Mm. I think I'll quit there. That's a good place. That's a good place. Doggy, like say, doggy, stinky doo-doo. Doggy, stanky doo-doo. <laughs> Stank. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's stanky doo-doo. <laughs> Excellent. He gave him a name above all names that he was. She was in the form of Yahweh. That's 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 so foul. Oh my goodness, that's foul. But see, that's why it's foul. It's because your strong foundation in the midst, folks, tells you, uh, uh-uh. uh. Experience tells me, uh-uh. nah, no, 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 I'm no, pass no, on no, that one. no, no, no. <laughs> well, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton, and this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.